0: Okay, we have a special episode of Give Him Hell, Brigham. Jeff is not here with us today, but instead I am joined by Mark Homer, who is the co-chair of the yesterday launched Royal Blue Collective, or TRB, as Jeff and I have started referencing because it is the Royal Blue Collective. That's that's really long to type out, so we go TRB. (laughs) That is what we're sticking with. Uh, So, Mark, thank you for joining us. And how did you end up here? I guess well, you are. I know you do live in Utah County, right? You're you're a BYU guy, so you are an alum, right? so how, I guess, what was your path to being a BYU fan or how did you kind of, how did you land up here where you said, hey, we need to get this collective
1: collecting and now we're, now we're here? <laughs> um, long, long story. I'll try to keep it as short as I can, but I grew up in Northern California, um, <clears throat> a member of the church um, and and BYU was just most of the high school kids when they graduated at that time, they all went to BYU Right, the the LDS kids there in the community that I grew up in Northern California, and so just was just a BYU fan. I just thought that's kind of what what you did, right? And so uh, moved out to Utah in high school with my family. My dad was a professor at BYU for thirty five years, and um, and just just you know really loved BYU. After I graduated, uh, played the fall season uh, at BYU uh, for baseball. And uh, you know, did, things didn't work out, and and I went and did a few other things, and just kind of got on with life and and whatever. But just always, you know, really loved BYU and and really uh, uh, supported BYU and loved going to their games. And and when I was growing up, it was in moving out to Utah. That was the end of the McMahon, you know, Young, <clears throat> then Young and Robbie Bosco, and it was really some some really fun, exciting years. So it really kind of got me hooked. And at the same time, the basketball program. You know, kind of the tail end of the Danny Ainge era, uh, and so you know, just been a big BYU fan. You know, then started to do, uh, so, you know, work and have some businesses and continue to support BYU and uh, got to know Val Hale really well uh, as the athletic director when they were building the IPF and and tried to help support that as much as as much as I could. You know, as they were trying to to get a lot of support to build that and and just really have always just loved BYU. You know, it had uh, created a lot of great memories for me growing up uh, that kind of cements that, that uh, loyalty, I guess. And then also, um, you know, getting more involved with the athletic department back then, and then continued through Peter Pilling and then Tom Homo uh, um, just, I've just always loved BYU had a nephew that played there uh, in football and um, you know, my kids were heavy into sports. Loved BYU, so you know it's just kind of the. I've just been a big supporter, and I really love the uniqueness that BYU can offer athletes, right? Um, and BYU is very unique uh, for the good and for the for the challenging. Sometimes you know it it kind of works both ways, and so um, it, it. I I'd been talking with uh, um, Jason Ayu, who's a really good friend of mine, um, about two and a half years ago and you know there's a lot of uh, challenges with the recruiting He was a recru- recruiting coordinator at that time and there was a lot of challenges there budget wise you know we were not a P5 and and there's a lot of uh, a lot of needs and and not having the P5 budget and so we were uh, you know i was putting together a group of uh friends that were going to donate money that would go specifically into recruiting to help the recruiting budget and I uh, had talked to tom about some different things that we could do and and was kind of working on that and all of a sudden, the NIL deals happened, and it kind of uh, changed everything. And so, uh, you know, about a year and a half ago, and so I went and uh, uh, Jason introduced me to Russ, Russell White from Encore, who's now the president of Encore, because I wanted to understand the NIL world a little bit more and see how I could get involved. And so I did a few smaller NIL deals with with some football players. And, and uh, as I got to know Russ better and really liked what they were doing over at Encore, um, one thing kind of turned into something else, and I got introduced to another a good BYU supporter, Brian Hawkins, and and we decided that, uh, you know, we were hearing about collectives, and we were seeing what was happening in the early, early days of NIL, and we thought, you know, we need to put together a collective for, for BYU to help compete, because we all saw, you know, nobody knows really where it's going, but we all saw what was going to happen how schools were going to use these NIL deals to really boost their recruiting efforts. right? And, and so, you know, we, uh, uh, because of my relationship with Tom and Brian and Chad and the guys over at BYU, um, we went and talked to them. We talked with Kalani. We, we said, this is what we want to do because, you know, it's really interesting. The collectives are not an official part of, of the school and they can't be. And there are certain, there are a lot of things that the school and the athletic department and the coaches can't do as far as the collectives go, and offering kids specific, uh, you know, money or or benefits or whatever right. it is. So we just want to make sure, though, because BYU is is different, and I say that in a positive way. We just wanted to make sure that we're we were um, aligned with with them, with what they wanted to do, and that we would get the support from them to run a collective independent of BYU, but uh, a part of, you know, a part of the overall strategy and the overall benefit of, of, you know, athletes coming to BYU. That, so we, we started and it was quite a process. Um, There's the amount of.
0: People think there's red tape at other jobs, but the amount of blue tape in Provo, like I think people don't understand, which I get, right? It's On the one hand, it's extremely frustrating, but on the other hand, BYU is a very, very public arm of the church. And if, like for a collective like this, if you were to roll this out and it's like a fly-by-night operation and people donate their money and then never see anything of it and it basically comes across as you, like BYU just endorsed this and then now it's like people equate that to the church stole money from somebody. And it's, that's a like, there's a reason to be methodical, right. And do the due diligence. And so, but getting here, I just want to underscore it and want to like underscore that there is a massive amount of work and institutional alignment that had to happen to even get that press release out
1: yesterday. No doubt about it. Uh, Very well put. There was a massive amount of work and pivoting a little bit and working through certain things because You know, like you said, Garrett. If they, you know, if something that that we as a BYU collective or a collective of BYU, um, we do something uh, that isn't right, we get do something that brings negative attention. It goes back to BYU and ultimately the church. You know, the the, and so there's a they they have to be a lot more careful and they have to really try to make sure that 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 uh, you know whoever they're going to align with is 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 not going to be uh you know is not going to be doing anything that's going to bring any negative attention to them so i totally get it and and we did it was uh you know it was a lot of work but but i really think it's going to be worth it so to make it's been a long story so far but to shorten it it's we you know we have a board of of seven members right now for the for the collective the royal blue is the official uh, official name trb and uh and what we are, we're, we're we're the official collective of BYU athletics. And and the reason that they wanted to do that is because you know you don't you don't have to have a collective to go do an NIL deal with a student athlete. And and the school can't dictate that either. And and but they what they wanted to do is they they were having a lot of people asking how they could get involved and how they could help, and they wanted to have I think one place where they could send them and, and, you know, there's other people that are doing things, which is great, right? Anything that can, can help positively impact the, the athlete. That's great. So, so being the official collective is really good because it also puts us in alignment with a lot of the sponsors, a lot of, a lot of the donors, the people that that are already um, working with donating to, you know, to BYU athletics. So we have a, we have a uh, board meeting every Tuesday at three o'clock, a zoom which makes it nice. We're not all having to get together, but, you know, we're deciding on a lot of different things and to get it to the point where we can put that, the BYU would put that press release out. And for us to say, Hey, we're, we're ready. We're functioning. Um, You know, there was a lot of things that we were discussing, you know, they were hour and a half to two hour calls every Tuesday and all the board members uh, really, really great guys that have had. Uh, when did those calls start? How long, well, like, Is this a, you've been doing it since October
0: or is this like for just so people can understand how much, or was this like as soon as the NIL
1: announcement dropped a year ago? Well, when we first put the collective together, it was myself, Brian Hawkins, uh, Sterling Sessions and Andrew Van Buren. We were the four that had talked about, and we went over and met with BYU and their, their local, local uh, uh, business guys, BYU supporters, um, in different, different, uh, industries. And, um, we started to meet, we started to meet somewhat regularly. And then as we talked to BYU and we thought, you know, we wanted to expand our board. And so we invited uh, Craig Cusick, um, you know, former basketball player and, and is over at Qualtrics now. Uh, Wilford Clyde who's the chairman of Clyde uh, companies, Sunrock and Geneva, Geneva. Rock, all those, all those companies. And, and who I've known for a long, long time. Uh, he was actually my, <laughs> my priest advisor when I moved to Utah and he's a he's just just a great guy and and uh and then um we also uh lawn henderson uh who uh really great guy very successful in in a lot of different areas and so we we started about 3 i would say probably 3 months ago to have every just schedule every tuesday everyone just market, it you know put that in their calendars and so we've been having those consistently for 3 months and we've had some on-site meetings as well together to to really, you know, sometimes that's just a little bit better. And so we've been going over and working through and and putting the whole plan because what what the Royal Blue is about, Garrett, is it's it's the whole athlete, right? We know what's going on in the financial side of NILs and the deals and 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 around the country and how that's being used in, in recruiting and and good and maybe not sometimes not so good ways. But, but we know, especially the mission of BYU, um, it's it's a lot more than that. And so we actually have, you know, about five five prongs to to our approach with with the collective because we want we want a BYU athlete to have a lot of different um, a, a lot of different things that they receive, not just financially. But things, you know, one thing I'll I'll tell you, and we'll be releasing some more information about some of these programs. But it's a financial literacy series for every BYU athlete, and that is um, your, um, you know, taxes, understanding taxes. Um, if you want to set up a business entity, um, investing, you know, the basics of investing, um, because you know, a lot of college athletes are now getting getting paid and they're they're making money. But there's there's college athletes at other schools right now that are paying, begging for NIL deals to pay for the taxes they didn't know they were supposed to pay for the NIL deal that they got last year. And so 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 uh things that maybe these BYU athletes aren't learning in, in a lot of their classes, but very applicable uh to life. Um uh principles and things that they need to, to learn. So that's one is the financial literacy um, component with the BYU athletes that we, that we will be providing and giving them assistance with tax questions. They need help filing their taxes that, you know, that type of thing. Um, Another component that we, that we have is our branding and marketing. You know, we all know that uh, BYU has a really unique, great fan base, very passionate. And um, when you come to BYU and you have success, you're, you're uh, a legend for years and sometimes decades and which is a great thing and so how do you you know kind of the do's and don'ts for these athletes on social media how do you build a good positive following that maybe could be beneficial once you're once you're done playing at BYU and and parlaying that into some other good opportunities as you leave so those are those are two of the you know two of the things aside from the money and and then we also have a mentoring program that we're putting together that So these, uh, you know, a lot of times at schools when the player plays, they get done, and then they start picking up the phone and trying to call some of the donors that they never met to ask about a job. And, and instead, what we want to do is we want to align the players with the right mentors that while they're at BYU, they can put together their plan B, right? And let's say there's, you know, 20 construction management players on the football team. Well, a guy like Wilford Clyde would be a great mentor for those players because he manages eight or 10 construction-related companies and can introduce them to his network. And so so they can get to know uh, people that would be beneficial for their career and maybe give them some great career options um, later on when they're done playing at BYU. So the mentoring program that we're also going to have for all the athletes is something that we're really passionate about because... It's really important, as we all know, as we get older and those, everyone that's in business, the network is really important, who you're introduced to and the opportunities uh, you, know, that you that you may have. So those are, those are a few things outside of just the, the financial support that we're going to be giving the athletes as well. Right. And
0: I think a lot of people read like the the website and looking at the release yesterday. Um kind of if it, it felt like, you know, obviously we're highlighting all of the things that make it unique and make it uh, different. Cause like you said, you know, I've also heard you, I mean, if you look at the schools that were reportedly handing out a bunch of NIL money, and then also have a ton of players in the portal this year, it's not hard to figure out which schools were not doing the financial literacy literacy aspect. That doesn't, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to deduce that. Um, but the, I think that this is all underscoring that like, this is the financial aspect of it is still there. Like this is, this is there it is a new way of donation donating you know as you and i talked before we started recording it kind of like nil collectives are in a way it's basically a booster club. it is the new flavor of booster clubs um that are separate from the university but still joined semi-joined as you you have that dotted line as it's an official group um but you know a couple in October, the NCAA changed their ruling that you could actually have an official collective. Cause a lot of schools have like five different collectives because everyone was trying to do it, but they weren't unified and the school couldn't say, Hey, this is the group. But now the NCAA is saying, Hey, you can do this. And other schools like Ohio state's AD, a couple weeks ago was like, please donate to our collective instead of we have enough money already from deuce, like donations in the booster club, like please donate somewhere else. Um, and so there are different things, but I think where this BYU has always had, right? Obviously, it's a very unique school. And Jeff and I have talked about this a lot um, on previous episodes where it's like, we're kind of like, we're tired of the excuses, right? Like We're tired of hearing about the honor code being this big issue because there are, what, if every 131 schools sign 25 kids a year, there's 3,200 kids that sign FBS scholarships every year out of however many high school players. We only got to find 25 of them. Right. So it's, yes, there's the LDS kids, but like you can go, but the thing is we have to work five times as hard, right. To find the kids who come from a home where they have those same values, where they're okay with it or they're, they're okay with it or they support it. That's the environment they want. We have to work twice as hard. So it can be, instead of cowering behind like oh byu is this weird mormon school in Utah which I can say because my parents actually my dad started going my parents were already married and my dad started going to school as a non-member and then my parents got and then my parents got baptized. So I, <laughs> I could say this that it was the weird Mormon school <laughs> right. in Utah. But if it wasn't for BYU and the unique mission of BYU like I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't you know we wouldn't be having this conversation I wouldn't be where I am in my life and that BYU network that I got as you know, when I was first graduating from college, like the job I got ended up being because I was interviewing with the CTO of a company and he and I ended up, like we had served in one of the same cities on our mission. And we ended up talking about that the entire time. So it's a very, very unique thing. And like what you said, and so really getting and like focusing on those uniqueness and, you know, looking at, if you look at the economic, right, of like the whole Silicon Slopes area, but it's not just that, like it's this, Obviously, this depends on execution, but the the royal blue has the potential to be a truly like nationwide collective, to where, like if a kid, like you said, the there's 20 construction management kids, but what if the kid doesn't want to live in Salt Lake City? Well, then Wilfred Clyde, like he can call him and say, "Where do you want to live? We know right. people, we can find people, we have fans everywhere yep. that." Are willing to donate and do this. So even I had this, I had a conversation a couple years ago with a recruiter at a big 12 school who was a big 12 school in Texas. They'll help you narrow it down who was recruiting a kid from their school. They were recruiting a kid from Salt Lake. And he was asking me about him and he brought up to me, he was like, I don't get why you guys don't talk about how you have fans everywhere. And I was like, well, I mean, they do, but it's kind of in just like a, look at how many fans we have thing. And what he brought up and where this is like something that in a lot of ways, this can be a big recruiting arm where people hear is that like he probably was like, well, when, even though we're in Texas and we have tons of fans and like our program is way bigger than BYU's, we have like the amount of money we get is more, all of that it's pretty hyper localized to where we are at in Texas. So it's like your options are like here or Dallas and and that's going to cover like 95% of our fan base is going to be within those two places. So if he wants to move back to Utah, that doesn't really help him get a job in Utah as much. Whereas like with this, like, You said you're from the Bay Area, like there's plenty of those people like Bay Area, LA, New York, Boston, DC, Phoenix, Dallas, like pretty much anywhere you want to go in the country. There's a large contingent of very successful BYU fans who can now collectively come together to support these athletes and provide them mentorship in any field they want, in any like whatever locale they want, you know, this frees up you know, to where now you can do events, even if you wanted to say like, Oh, we're going to do actually, please do this. Cause I'd like to attend do like a fundraising dinner for something in, you know, where a student, a player can come, wants to come network with people in Phoenix. We can do a fundraising event for a charity in Phoenix and then have a player come and they can get compensated for making a media appearance there. And then can also get to like, talk to people who are, you know, prominent alumni down here. There's a ton of BYU fans down here. Right. And so it's, that is something where that is a very unique BYU thing. And as I've tried to the last couple of days talking to people, I feel like that is something that you guys have captured that vision of. And I have like full faith that that is like the end game. It is not. We're just keeping up with the Joneses. Like the financial aspect is one thing we're never going to probably outbid everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. But it will never, we will never lose a player because like the money wasn't enough or the money wasn't enough or like we couldn't sell all of the unique things that make byu great like the access to you know the number of vc firms if you have a business that a player can start or whatever field you want to get into the the fact that we can go anywhere in the country anywhere in the world even if some kid says he wants to live in london We're probably, we're one of the very few schools that says, okay, we can get you introduced to people. Don't even worry about it. And like, you want an internship in London the summer after you graduate, we can make that happen for you. No problem. And so I love that you are doing the, like the 360 approach of trying to be holistic on everything and really focusing and selling what makes BYU unique rather than I kind of feel like for a long time. We've just always complained of like, I wish we'd get out of our own way. I wish like we could spend like other schools. You know, I wish it sucks that Jason, Ayu, and Jack Damuni were doing all the recruiting by themselves, but Utah state has like four times as many people on their recruiting staff as we do, right? Like all of those problems are going away now. And it's like, this is, this is a new day. And that's why, you know, when we first spoke a couple of weeks ago, Jeff, you know, mentioned, he was like, I, uh, December 7th, he said, he's, he, he's like, I am more, excited about the future of BYU sports than I have ever been in my entire life because of what we found out in our conversations with you over the last couple of weeks in terms of what your group is putting together.
1: Well, wow. You, you made a lot of really good points. Like, like really, I I think, and and you get it right. You, you understand what our mission is, what our vision is really as, as the Royal blue. Um, You know, the first thing that, that I'd, I'd say is that that sometimes to to the you know, to just kind of the the average the casual sports uh, college sports fan, when they hear Nil, it's a little bit more of a negative, right? because they don't really understand and they only they hear in the news, they read what some of these players are getting and this school went and paid this kid two million dollars in this school and they they but they don't understand. Uh, I think there's a few things that, that everyone needs to understand. Number one, you know, these these athletes, they, it's great they get a scholarship and it's very valuable right they're getting their education education paid for but there's also a lot of demands that the school puts on them as an athlete right the outside of just the normal school load that, you know the 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 time that they put in to to um perfect their their or or develop their sport right practices and films and and workouts and all these different things that they're doing they can't go out and get other jobs it was a number of years ago when Campbell Walker won the national championship, and they're interviewing him after the game and talking about it. And you know the NCA, who's making a ton of money uh, off March Madness and all these different things. And he basically said, "Yeah, this is great, but you know, most nights we we go to bed hungry because we don't we don't have enough money to buy ourselves enough food to eat, and we're out here, you know, winning a national championship for a great a great program, and so." So that was a really that's a really interesting comment that that the NIL can be a super positive thing. To, and what we want to do is we want to help support these athletes so they can focus on school. They can focus on their sport and they don't have to worry about the things. You know, a lot of uh, BYU athletes are married, you know, and and have some have young kids. And now they're buying diapers and they're buying formula, you know, doing all these different things. Now each locked-
0: through your twelve hundred bucks a month or whatever you get from your scholarship really quick
1: and 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 not to discount that but at the same time if if we can turn that into a really positive thing that impacts these athletes for life in a lot of different ways that's a really huge thing and we are such a unique fan base because we are national and international and and like you said so many people all around the world i i do a fair amount of traveling to asia and I, i run into byu fans pretty consistently on the other side of the world that are living there, that are working for big firms that, that be, you know, maybe they served a mission there and they speak the language. They went back there and now they're doing things in that country. And, and so it is really a unique, a unique place with some really unique opportunities where a lot, a lot of these athletes, you know, you go to a school, sometimes you play four years, you're done and you're done. Right. You go back home. Uh, Most of them don't, don't really know the donors. They don't really know the supporters. They don't, there really wasn't anything, but they did get their education, which is great. But, but we want this to be different. We want this to, to be something because we know what the reach is. And we'd also know that um, if we can really give some additional support to the athletes, uh, we know that that's going to have a great ripple effect with their families, um, with their communities. Um, wherever they choose to go and also have options too. If they don't want to, like you said, stay here, they maybe grew up in Southern California and they love to go back home and work there. Hey, well, we've got a great, a great network there. So, so there's a lot of really positive things. And that's what we're trying to emphasize is this is a really good thing for athletes. And it's not about, you know, some people comment, well, you know, I'm not going to give any money to the athlete. They're already getting a scholarship and, and et cetera, but, but you know, when, when I was a student and not an athlete, I could go have a job. You know, I could go work. I could go do things to help if I, if I needed to. And so they're, they're pretty, the athletes are pretty limited to what they can do outside of it. Um, back so- in those days, also things were not televised and schools. Weren't, you know, like
0: Texas and Ohio state making almost $200 million a year in revenue. It's, it's a little different, right? You know, the company, it was a little more, their compensation hasn't really changed. And I think it was, When you were talking about the going to bed hungry thing, that was like, it was like when UConn won the national championship in like 2013 or 2014. And after those comments, the NCAA changed the rules because at that time, the schools were not even allowed to like give players a post game or like a post practice meal. Like it was, the, they either, yeah. the payers had to go buy food themselves if they had a stipend or like go to the dorms and eat in the cafeteria if they had a meal plan that was provided with their scholarship, but they couldn't just have like a, oh, Hey, like we've, you know, we grilled chicken and broccoli and rice for everybody to eat right after practice. That wasn't, the, that was against the rules, you know? So it's changed a lot.
1: It just has a lot. changed a lot. And, and also to BYU and Tom's credit when, after that, that interview, you know, he went and put together a program where the the athletes were getting a meal card that had a balance every day that they could eat, get meals at anywhere at BYU Cougar Eat or right. Legends Grill and stuff like that. And so it has changed and it's gotten better and it's also gotten bigger and better for for the schools as far as when you look at uh, the revenue and the and and their athletic department budgets, which are which are sometimes insane. But, but I think with, you know, for, for us and what we can do, and another point that you touched on is, you know, this is, this is the difference between us and the Cougar Club is, you know, this is, you know, the Cougar Club is super important, right? They do a lot of really, really great things for the program. The Royal Blue is something where somebody can donate and, and it uh, directly benefit, directly benefit the athlete, right? and so you know we've been talking there's a lot of interest in talking about the reach of, of BYU you know when this announcement was made yesterday we've been contacted from guys all over the country that want to be involved that want to help support it because they follow BYU and they saw BYU Cougars twitter or they saw somebody talking about it and 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 uh and you know and, and they want to be involved and so that's really a it's really a great you know really a great benefit that we have at BYU is to be able to uh really have a great extended reach. And again, for us, the messaging is, this is really the first time because, and I'm guilty of this as well, as BYU fans, all fans, but you know, we can be critical of the program or the team or a player or recruiting or whatever it is. Um, This is really an opportunity for everyone to be able to step up and help support, uh, you know, the athletes and really, and, and and as they understand what the Royal Blue is all about, I think they're really going to see that that, you know, like you said, you know, that the recruiting pool for the NCAA for all most schools is this big, and for BYU, it's about this big. Those that are the right fit, that they that the, the honor code is 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 not this huge negative, that the culture and the environment um is not a huge negative. You know, that can be be a positive where hey you can come and you can focus on on certain things here at BYU that sometimes at other schools, it's, it's a little bit harder to do, but it's just, it's something that, uh, um, you know, there, there are a lot of benefits um, and you have to, if we're only dealing with the recruiting pool that big, you know, you have to go find the right, the right kids and also sell them, show them why, why this, this is going to have a lifelong impact on them and still could give you a path to the nfl or the nba or whatever, whatever your goals are but if that doesn't work out what's your plan b what what are you what are you going to do if that doesn't work out and hopefully uh you know i think that people uh, recruits and parents of recruits will really see the value the long-term short mid and long-term value uh what they're going to get when they come to byu and and have support from the royal blue amazing
0: um, so a couple questions that we have. So obviously you've started out and you mentioned kind of everyone who's on your board. Um, it's kind of more of the high end, uh, you know, ins- we, we would call it an institutional investor, you might say. So are there plans? Are there plans where there will be to engage more of like retail investors or re retail investors like you know that maybe they don't have a business because I think a lot of people they hear nil and they know that work has to be done in order to to do this so they they think well I don't have a business where I can funnel a ten thousand twenty thousand dollar marketing expense through to pay this player so it doesn't really work for me like I'd want to help but I can't like is there how can those people fit in
1: great question um we filed the paperwork for a 501c3 a charitable uh trust and so what that does is that opens the door for everybody whether it's five dollars fifty dollars five hundred it can be a a charitable donation to the royal uh, the royal blue collective foundation and so it's it it and so we treat that differently. It's not a deliverable now. So if I'm donating, you know, a thousand dollars to, uh, to the foundation, um, there's no deliverable for me. I'm not expected. It's like it's like if I donate to the United Way or I donate it to whatever. And the main mission of our foundation of the of the Royal Blue Collective Foundation is, we then take that and and engage the players in local charities you know with the communities and and our our mission with that is to to help improve and impact the communities at many many different levels so the student athletes will actually be doing a lot of things with local charities um which is their deliverable what they what they need to be doing but but coming from our our charitable foundation side um to to fund and help support um, a lot of the the uh, the local charities and, and foundations that are doing a lot of really good things. So if you have a company, you can donate to to the Royal Blue and we will put together a kind of a package of deliverables for you, right? And, and that's basically a marketing expense for your company because these athletes will then go and it might be social media posts, might be appearances at a company event. Um, it might be being in a commercial. And so as a company, an entity, that would be a, a a marketing expense that that company would get because they're they're donating and they're getting uh you know they're getting some marketing in return for that. But those that don't have companies or entities or anything like that, they can donate. When they donate, that it will be a charitable donation, and then we uh you know we take that and and uh, um, with a as a board, you know, we're making the decisions of how it's it's being used. And also, um, when people make you know, and, and there's the amount of I think it's $10,000 or above, they can say, look, I would really love to support the women's volleyball team. So I'd like to earmark this donation for, so when there's a, when it gets up to a certain amount, they can, they can say, or if not, it will just go into the general fund. And, and ultimately we're focusing on football and basketball right now. You know, those are the the two biggest sports and, and get the most attention for BYU. But ultimately we, you know, we want to uh, we want to have this reach all all 600 plus athletes at BYU in all the sports programs. And so, so to answer your question, yes, people can donate whatever they can donate. And um, now, and that can be a, you know, a charitable donation. And so it just makes it easier for all fans in any, any situation or whatever they want to do, they have the opportunity to, to donate whatever they can. All right. Awesome. So, so is the
0: 501c3 status approved? Or is it like in a temporary like pending approval, but you'll still be able to retroactively deduct it? Yes. In the interim.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's it's you know, you file the paperwork and you get your, you know, kind of all your numbers and everything. And then as it gets as it once it gets approved, then it's retroactive and and that's a good point. Okay. Um, Russ, I mentioned Encore. Um, you know, and they also they're they're they manage our collective and they're the ones that when we get donations. And we know where you know where we decide where they're going to go. Russ will then and his team will then put together the deliverables, put together the payment. How how through Open Doors, which is a platform that pays athletes, that then also the athletes get their ten ninety nines. The athletes uh, how they do their deliverable deliverables, and when they fulfill that, they all work it through that side of things. Um, it's a very organized way. But um, with the other collectives that, that Encore is managing, he said they they have not had any that have been declined. The you know the five hundred one c three. So the paperwork's been filed, and and now we'll just wait for the approval. But that will then happen retro retroactively once it's approved. Yeah, it. and there are plenty, lots of other collectives across the country have gotten
0: approval under a similar setup. So I don't I don't think you no one needs to worry that it is uh, that you are not going to deduct it deduct that right. right if
1: you are not going to be able to deduct them and something really cool about the the charitable donation side is you know that's what that's really cool you have communities uh, you know elementary school kids and junior high and high school kids that look up to these athletes and for them to to be able to and be motivated to get involved with the community on a much more personal level you know, I know BYU does a lot of really good things, and their Built for Life program—they they go do a lot of great things. But to to really have uh, these athletes that a lot of these kids look up to come in and have great impact through foundations, through schools, and do some really cool things with with the community, I think that's really that's a really great way that it's going to have many more schools have their athletes more involved and doing good things with their communities. And, and, you know, for sure that's the case with BYU.
0: So how closely now that you mentioned the built for life. So um, I know the built for life foundation that BYU announced last year, what is the relationship between the Royal blue and the built for life? I know, um, you know, Brian Hawkins, who he actually grew up in the same hometown as that was my stake president growing up um, mm-hmm. that he, uh, that he was running built for life right. Or was involved with there. And he's obviously on the board with the Royal blue. So what's the relationship between those two? Cause I think when that got announced, people were excited about last year, but it it's, I think the, what role that plays in the NIL space was kind of not super clear to random fans.
1: Very supportive of each other, right? Things that we can do. They do some really good things and have some really nice programs. I think this allows just with, with the, all the NIL stuff, it allows us to do things that they, that they can't do right? And, and supporting directly, supporting the athletes. And so there'll be a lot of programs that we will do in conjunction with built for life, uh, just to add, add to what they're already doing. And, and they've been extremely supportive. Obviously, Brian is a board member on, on the Royal blue as well. And so, so we'll work in the areas that we can work in conjunction with them to, uh, to, uh, add to what they're already doing and, and vice versa, you know, that that's what we'll be doing. But built for life is run by BYU, right? Yeah
0: yeah so it's it's more of that is their internal it's part of the athletic department not an external thing
1: so that's right right and and which uh, like and so you know kind of like i said it's it's we can we'll be very you know we're very supportive of each other and in the areas that we can be supportive and and work together maybe some events that we you know just some things that we can do right and and the other thing that you that you mentioned uh uh you brought up a lot of really good points that there's a lot of things that we will be doing you know this is still pretty new for everyone, but having, uh, you know, there's a few ideas that, that we've been talking about as a board, some events where um, people can maybe attend a dinner or an event. People can do some different things. Supporters can do some things to help raise money for the, you know, for the collective, but at the same time, bring some cool, cool benefits and some cool experiences for, uh, uh, you know, for all those that are helping support the Royal Blue as well at the same time.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see kind of what where obviously we're looking at launch day, kind of the genesis of this all in what the, you know, kind of what the fan engagement and experience looks like down, you know, down the line where you can just being in a separate entity can be a lot more nimble and trying new things uh, versus, you know, having to be a university, which at any school requires a lot more hoops to jump through, right, of rolling out something. Um, and so there's, a, I am mean, I'm very excited to see kind of what happens in the future and, and how things get engaged. So what is, um, obviously the, the website, it's at the Royal blue.org or the Royal, Royal royalbluecollective.org Royal There's information on there. Um, there's a donate button that if you want to give yep. money today, um, uh, that is great. The, oh, a couple of the questions, so how much of the, if people donate, what percentage of their donation will go into that player pool?
1: Well, that's, that's another good question. And there's some things we're trying, we're trying to position it. So 100% of the donations that come through on the website, go to the players, you know, go to, they're not paying anybody. And, and, you know, Encore is a business and, and Open Doors, you know, is a platform and a business. And they do a lot of really good things because for example, if, if I wanted to go do an NAL deal with 10 players and I want to manage all those 10 players and I want to figure out what the deliverables are and make sure that they have their tax information and do all these different things, that's kind of, as a business owner, that's kind of a lot, right? I'm busy and got a lot of other things going on right. and not really having to worry about. So what Encore has been doing is they've been really been really driving, uh, uh, logistically keeping everything going. You know, they're scheduling our board meetings, they're taking notes, they're giving their input, they have different connections and people that they know that would be interested in being involved in the collective. Then they're the one that is taking care of making sure that we're doing everything right, right, that we're compliant with everything that we're doing, and that the the athletes are getting paid the amounts that they're supposed to, and, and the deliverables are happening, all those kind of things. And so, they do a lot for us. And, and sometimes, you know, people say, well, and so, you know, almost acting as if they shouldn't get anything. Well, their they're business is a very critical part of, of what we're doing. However, what we've been working on is, is putting together um, some donors that would be willing to cover, cover those, those expenses, right? We want to get to the point where, uh, and right now, this is where we are, 100% of the donations that come in through the website, 100% are going to go to the athletes, right? And then we will work out some things with, with Encore, who have been really awesome to work with, um, to make sure that obviously they're for all the work that they're doing and the hours and, and tens and hundreds of hours that they have been putting into this, that, you know, they're taken care of as well. But what we'd like to do is kind of separate that. So right now, as of right you know, as of now, and it was listed on the website that it was eighty-seven to ninety-five percent goes to the athlete. Um, now that's a hundred percent. So somebody
0: stepped up and said, "I will cover all the operating expenses. Like the cost of doing business will be my donation. I will make sure they get paid. Everybody else, you know, will send it to the athletes." Exactly. Got exactly. It. exactly. It's awesome. And then um, oh, I had one other question that I can't now remember as we were talking about that. So the, uh, no, we're talking about hundred percent goes to the athletes. Um, there's, Oh, is there how you mentioned that everything will go into a pool, mostly like for football and basketball players. Is it going to be similar to like the built bar deal that was announced last year, where it's everyone on the team gets the same amount or is there um, a kind of what will, the general structure of like for the athletes, be in terms of without assigning specific dollar amounts or anything yeah. of like kind of how i mean because obviously like yeah being qb1 at byu you are more prominent and your name image, image and likeness right. is worth more than a walk-on defensive lineman although last year the walk-on defensive linemans they got a lot of reps so maybe <laughs> that that's not a bad example
1: <laughs> a walk-on offensive lineman yeah uh, you know that there have been different ways that different collectives, and we've we've talked to and looked at, and and Russ has some really great experience with a number of the collectives around the country. So it's been really good to kind of see how how they're doing things, you know, in certain aspects. We're doing things that they're not doing, but just kind of learning and 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 kind of checking out some different models that they have, and and you know, a lot of the programs are getting kind of into a tiered. Process, or 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 you know, with a football team, there's there's two or three different tiers, and so all of the players are benefiting, but but they're benefiting at a different level, because you know, like you said, and that is that is the reality of life, right? The starting quarterback at BYU is probably going to have um, a lot more. Uh, uh, there's going to be a lot uh, a lot more, much more popular and much more well known than maybe a walk on. Uh, you know, um, linebacker. Let's say, and that's not that's not getting any playing time. But I know with the department, I know with Coach Satake that that they really uh, he really wants to at some point be able to you know all the all the players benefit. So we're looking at a lot of different options, and one of those options would be to to have a tiered a tiered system that all the players are benefiting to some level, and and maybe the tier one kids are are benefiting more. Um, but that they're all that they're all receiving benefit, and that they all have access to the financial literacy, the the branding and marketing, the mentoring and and, uh, you know those types of things. All of them have access to that. So we're looking at a lot of different options right now. and and we you know we want to work and be aligned with the athletic department and the coaches. So you know, we're not just going to go do something. you know, we we just want to, in general, know that that that's that that's how they would like to do things. And kind of because they know their teams way better, obviously, than we do, and and how things would probably benefit and create great culture and not be a not be a detriment to the culture in the locker room, but, but be a benefit and a bonus to the culture.
0: Yeah, I, I imagine the locker room uh, the locker room culture, if you have two kids who were, you know, say similarly rated three-star players, and one finds out that they got a hundred thousand dollars less than the other kid in the same class then it's probably not gonna not gonna go over well and they're probably not gonna be great friends in the in their position group in their position room. Um so yeah. it's it's definitely a tricky art that
1: I don't it, most schools haven't figured out. Everyone's trying to figure this out at the same time. Right. It kind of opens up, you know, some new sets of problems, but I think the benefits far outweigh the potential problems. You know, if there's a, a kid that walked on the football team and isn't even on the travel roster, but He's, he's getting a little bit extra every single month just to help him with his expenses and, and help him maybe not have to worry as much about, about his bills. You know, that's very positive. And if you can, and you can take that same kid who has the same opportunity as the starting quarterback to tap into these other programs that the Royal blues putting together. <clears throat> um, it, it, you know, it's a total net positive for, you know, for, for these kids, no matter where you are on the roster and as far as depth goes and playing time and all those kinds of things.
0: Awesome. So people, so there's the Royal Blue Collective, uh, RoyalBlueCollective.org. You can go donate, get more information. Of uh, where can people find you? On, I know you have quite a few followers
1: on Twitter. You're semi-famous, but the, <laughs> I, I am not famous at all. But uh, I, uh, you know, my my where they can find one one other thing when they go to RoyalBlueCollective.org. If if you have a business that you would like to be a part in. And be able to tap into some of the athletes, you know, for your business, you can, there's a, you know, an info uh, link there on the website that people can, uh, you know, link and then we then Encore, somebody from Encore will get in touch with them and just kind of go over a few of the different options that, uh, a few of the different options that they would have as a business, you know, kind of some things that they might think would be really great for their business. So, so. You can donate, you can go to the the website and you can donate and you can also reach out and, and we can give you more information about if you would like to donate at a higher level, or that you would like to be involved at a higher level, um, or you, you know, you have a business that you would love to uh, somehow, you know, we've, we've had people reach out, you know this, you know, uh, the rounding up thing they have retail stores and they want to round up and the donations go we've had Companies that, that have approached us that would like to do special days for the Royal Blue, and 10% of all sales would be donated to the collective. There's a whole bunch of different really cool things that that people are kind of reaching out to us and that we've been reaching out to people about that that can really impact uh, impact the collective in a lot of different ways. My my uh Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn. I, I haven't used it a ton, but I'm I am on LinkedIn and my you know on Twitter, I'm at accidental guru, um, which to a book a leadership development book that i wrote a number of years ago and and so that's where you can find me and i'm also happy to answer you know answer questions it's the last thing i'd like to say is the the the, we have the board but we also are putting together an advisory council right now and the advisory council will be made up of former athletes male and female athletes and uh, local um Businessmen and businesswomen that uh, that want to be part of the mentoring, that want to be part of this advisory council, because they want to have impact with with the athletes. And so, you know, it's it's we're really reaching out to the BYU network to create something really sustainable, long term, really um, impactful, and and can really get a lot of people involved with uh, having great impact on the program. And, and, you know, more importantly on the, on the student athletes. Awesome. Thank you for hopping on. Uh, and, uh, I'm
0: very, very excited to see what we, not just in the coming like months and years, but all even just the coming weeks. And it's, I know that people were fretting cause it was announced the day after early signing day. I said, don't worry. Like, I, it's like a switch, right? Like it's once, once the structure is there and you can show that it's there, then the kids will listen. So it doesn't one signing day. It is better to be one signing day late and nail it than to kind of roll it out. Like one group, random group tried to earlier in the season promising everyone Zach Wilson jerseys and then never sent them to them. And then they disappeared. (laughs) Well,
1: you're, you're exactly right. And we absolutely would much rather do things, try and do things right. Even if it takes a little longer. And especially with BYU, you know, we, we, we have to. And so, you know, some people are like, well, man, why didn't this happen four weeks ago or, or whatever, but, but you're absolutely right. You know, we're, we're launched, we're, we're official and we're going to, you know, I think we're going to see some really great benefits moving forward uh, with the, with the collective and some great benefits that uh, we'll see that will really impact the, the, the athletic program, the performance on and, and off the field, the kids that are really interested in coming here and and seeing you know, the value that, that the program and the school and and the Royal Blue, you know, can bring them. So we feel like, you know, we feel like uh, it's, it's taken a little longer than we all wanted to, but, but we also feel like that, that we're putting, putting ourselves in a really good position to, to really have great success with this.
0: Awesome. Thanks again. I hope this is this probably won't be the last time we have you on the show. I'm sure as, as more things get rolled out and people have more questions, we will have you on again so we can spread the word of all the great work you're doing and you can come on and toot your own horn about everything, how all the difference that this is making. So thanks again. For, well, well, for Garrett-
1: Thank you. And your, you know, all you guys for the support, you know, I know that we all have the same, we all have the same vision, right. Of what BYU athletics could be and the impact that it could have. And, and uh, I'll tell you, you know, it's, there's been, there's a lot of really great people involved in supporting that, that share that vision. So it's, it's really exciting. This is only the beginning, man. It's just, it's just begun. And I think we're going to see a lot of great things happen because of it. Awesome. Thanks again. All right. Thank you.